Hey everyone, welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, you guys, hope you're having a beautiful day wherever you are. I just landed in Maine last night for the holidays, so I'm all snuggled up with my coffee, looking over the back field, enjoying being with the fam, and I hope you guys are shifting into the holiday season as well in a really happy place if you're celebrating. Um, So if the sound's a little different, it's because I'm using my traveling mic, (laughs) but hopefully it's okay, and uh, we'll be back to normal in a couple weeks. Um, So let's get into today's episode. I'm so excited to share this one with you. Uh, we've got Patricia Lohan joining us. She is a feng shui expert. She talks all about manifestation, opening to abundance and prosperity and partnerships. And she is just so fascinating. I I feel like she literally changed my life after talking to her for this hour that we got to sit down together. Literally, as soon as I got off the call with her, I reorganized my entire space, looked at all the paintings I had up, looked at any clutter that was around. Um, she is unbelievable. So cool. I had never really learned about feng shui and the energetics behind it. I think most of us can imagine feng shui in a basic sense, but Patricia really breaks it down so well. So I'll tell you a little bit about her before we really jump in. So of course she's a feng shui expert and she's really a healer at her core and a passionate entrepreneur who's shaped her dream life living around the world with her husband. She is the creator of Powerhouse and the author of The Happy Home, a guide to creating a happy, healthy, wealthy life. She helps women make their homes magnetic to money and partnerships, blessings, etc., essentially creating like a vortex for manifestation. And she helps us understand what to look for to create an energetically balanced home, what might be throwing us off without our knowing, and her secret tools for success. She has a really beautiful gift at making feng shui simple and accessible, easy to understand and implement, and it was such a joy talking to her. So enjoy this episode. Uh, you can find little snippets and you know content coming out from this at The Lifted Podcast on Instagram, and I'll link Patricia's website uh, in the description below. Um, definitely check her out while you're listening, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. All right, guys, thank you for being here. As always, it means so much that you're listening and I'll talk to you on the flip side. So the first question I always ask guests is how do you like to start your day off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? I do. I've been waking up really early um, these days and I typically go straight into a meditation. At the moment, I've just been obsessed with the blessing of the energy centers, the Joe Dispenza one that's like 45 minutes long, which is great when you're waking up at 5 a.m. Because <laughs> I'm like, what else are we going to do? <laughs> uh, so that's the first thing. And then I've actually been going downstairs and um, working on my book uh, in the dark with my dog snuggled beside me and then um, just getting that started because it's something that I've been fully feeling the cold to. So my meditation and then um, just some writing and get up and head off to the gym. Beautiful. Have you always been a a 5am kind of riser or did that take some practice? (laughs) It's actually like been enforced on me. I don't know what has happened. I definitely, my own personal energy has been changing a lot in the last couple of months. And now I'm just waking up really early. So I'm just going with it. Yeah. Um, I haven't used an alarm clock for probably, I don't know, like 
five or six years. So I don't typically wake up with an alarm clock. So, you know, I would have been, if I slept in when I need to sleep in, I would have slept in until whatever time. But now I'm like awake. I'm like for the first while I was awake going, what is this? <laughs> and then I'm like, I need to, I actually need to get something in place if I'm going to be awake at five o'clock in the morning. My husband's like snoring away beside me, no to talk to. That's so true. Cause you don't even think about that. Like when you're up that early before everybody else, you kind of need some, a project. So meditation yeah. and writing, that sounds great. And what's your writing flow yeah. like? Like how are, how do you like, I've always been curious about how writers like break down their process and really bring a book together what's your process look like it's so funny because my first book i actually used a lot of my course i created a, a basic course and um we just did the transcriptions and i used it so it was a very like how to cheat writing the book um and i spoke to my editor a couple of maybe it was like a year ago about this current book and she was like patricia it sounds like you have to sit and do this one and i was like oh I like the shortcut. <laughs> um, so it's actually been quite nice. I've just been sitting, like go down and I, I, at the moment, I'm just like doing brain dumps and I have a kind of a sequence and I'm just like, oh, I'm right on this. And I've kind of set like, I, I don't know, because I've seen people talking about 750 words, I'm just giving myself that. So today I might've done a thousand, but the day before I did 750 or, you know, um, then the dog starts wanting to go out. So I'm like, okay, I better, I better bring him. I've done enough. Um, so that's typically it. I'm just, I'm just getting the, the ideas and everything on, on to, the onto the document now uh, and then it'll just tidy it up i think honestly the editing process is the is the hard bit like the mm -hmm. really hard bit what's going to go in what's not going to go in uh, but with the first book it was um very easy like a lot of our and people said to me so much they were like it's just like your voice and i'm like well it was because i spoke it i spoke it a lot i taught it all myself so mm -hmm. yeah different process altogether yeah. And I, I suppose that just comes with time and becoming an expert in something to even have mm -hmm. enough to like brain dump out. Cause in my mind, I'm like, what, how would I even dump out a thousand words on a topic? But it's, I mean, you've been studying some really beautiful topics. What, mm -hmm. um, what is this next book going to be about? Can you say? Um, well, this next book is about tapping into the flow and um you know for me feng shui is all about the flow it's about being in flow and i am documenting some of my own personal journey of moving into the flow and how your life changes when you actually embrace that um, and then uh, it'll move into this business as well and, and not necessarily it won't be really a business book it'll be more just um, helping people get it inspire people to get a little bit unstuck and how to tap more into that flow awesome so I will have given a little bit of an intro about who you are and what you're up to, but I'd love to just hear what your journey has looked like up until now. How did you get into feng shui, energy work in general, anything that you want to touch on in that point, but um, what's your journey look like? It's definitely been a journey, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> So um, I actually got my first books about, 15, about, about feng shui when I was 15. So for some reason, my soul had me hooked into feng shui. Like this is going to be part of your life. I made my parents hire a feng shui consultant. We remember when the internet went like, beep, beep, and you just squeak and connect on. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's how old I am. And we hired someone to come and do their business. Like there was just, I just knew there was something in it. Um, and since then, I actually always like was doing the keeping things in my mind. 
but I had come back from a huge um, spiritual awakening and journey in India after a year of traveling and training in yoga and Reiki and crystals and you name it, all of that, um, sound healing. And I got back to Ireland and I moved to Dublin, a new city, and I got a new apartment and I was ready for love. I was like, I am going to call in my man. And as I walked over the, the kind of like the threshold of, the, of my new apartment, I said to my flatmate, I'm not leaving here until I move in with my husband. And she laughed her head off. She said, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I was like, I'm, I'm serious. So I did all the feng shui. I just was like, what are the things I need to do? So I set up all like my kind of basic understanding of feng shui and did that for my apartment, for my bedroom. And very soon after, I actually met my, my husband. So I came here, visited his house here in the mountains, and I was like, he's feng shui this place. Like, I was like, he's feng shui that bedroom. He'd like a second bathrobe. I was like, hmm. Um, I just like little tiny things. And he'd been into feng shui since he was in his 20s. So at this stage, I was running a practice doing sound healing, sound therapy, teaching people, training, and lots of, um, lots of different modalities, kind of like uh, working with clients into, in, that, in that work. And I loved it. Like I was not searching for a new thing. Um, uh, feng Shui came back and found me because we then decided to Feng Shui this house. And I said, I'm going to train. I'm going to go train and go deeper into this. And Ken said, I want to come too. So we both did it together. We functioned our house and when we did it for ourselves like things just kind of went on a whole to a whole new spectrum of that we could have ever imagined like i had a six-figure windfall we had all of these amazing just opportunities and like media things and ken's business started to take off get more clients i was getting more clients and around like my circle of friends and people around me and my clients were like, what has just happened? You were cycling around Dublin on a bicycle six months ago, like teaching yoga for five euros a class. <laughs> and now you're like in this big house in the mountains, the new car, like what's going on? And I was like, we just did the feng shui, you know, like, and I think like for me, um, and my big part is like, you know, I was doing all the things I was showing up doing a job that I'm passionate about, that I loved, but also um, I was just, I tapped kind of into the flow energy and then the, the feng shui like accelerated it. So, you know, when we're on this personal development journey, we're, we're reading all the books saying like, clear your money blocks, clear your mindset, all the stuff that happened in the past. And, you know, I'd been doing that. Uh, and that's, then once we did the feng shui, it kind of went, oh, you've done all of that. So your energy is great. So like, let's go. And it was like off on a rocket ship. Uh, and that then kind of led me to this in terms of like just working with my own clients and saying, well, they're, they're getting good results. But I wonder what would happen if we did their houses. So I started saying, you know, I'm doing, doing this feng shui. Would you, can, can we check your house? And I would walk in or get the information and be like, oh, that's what's it. This is what's holding them back. So it's like a reverse engineering of the, of the kind of personal development world. I was like, okay, well let's start with your house and make sure that that's not stopping you and get that balanced. And then all of this other good stuff that you're doing is going to support you even more. And um, so that's how it happened. People started asking me then, and we, we moved to Bali. We went on honeymoon. We kind of haven't really come back because we were always traveling now a lot. Um, and we just, transitioned onto just doing it all virtually and online and now we've worked with 
thousands of amazing women all over the world. Oh my gosh. This is so cool. <laughs> There's so many things I want to ask you about because first of all, manifesting your husband and just like getting into the energetic frequency of doing that and just making it happen. Mm -hmm. And then second of all, I want to understand or help our community understand like what's going on with feng shui energetically, because I think it's easy. Mm -hmm. We're all like, okay, we're moving things around, making the house look different, but like what is energetically going on? I guess then we'll go into manifestation next, but what are the energetics behind feng shui in general? So feng shui is actually all about energy and 99% of the time, I don't care where your furniture is. I actually don't really care how your house looks. (laughs) aesthetically and it's not about interior design and it's not about you know there are aspects of it which i'll definitely um love to share here but um i like to consider feng shui as acupuncture for your home so every house has its own signature energy just like every person and there's parts that are balanced and harmonized and working and operating amazingly and then there's others that are not so supportive and every part of your home represents a different part of your life so what that's this is a really a part that i love so much about feng shui because you know we can kind of be like i want to think about love or my career or my health and with feng shui it's a very holistic practice because we're looking at health career reputation your relationships your money it's like no no stone gets uncovered like mist you know it's like every stone gets uncovered we look at every part of your life so it's it's the whole process uh, is you know about making sure that our each part of the home this invisible energy so if you think about the chi and the prana like the acupuncturist takes the pulse um to see what's going on and that's what we do when clients send us their information and we analyze it and we're like well the energy here is not so good this isn't good this is good and then we work with five elements so it's very connected to uh, the chinese medicine that whole philosophy working with the elements but we physically put the correct elements into each um, person's into each area so that's kind of beyond what we can i can go into with everyone today but um it is something that's been definitely misinterpreted and not for not for want of it uh, in a bad way i think that everybody wants like give me a quick fix like tell me something i can do and there's tons of things you can do in your home that will improve the energy and make you feel a little bit better and you know sometimes small things people are like wow this just was amazing i had a client who is in my program and she did one of my free trainings and I said, well, go outside and like clean your front door, make your entrance welcoming. And as she was doing that, she was like feeling really good. And, you know, talking to her house, she came back in she was like, I got a new client. <laughs> like, you know, she's like, wow, like that simple thing, you know, but you know, everyone could listen today and go out and something might kind of shift, but it might shift for them. It may shift something different. So there's loads of nice things you can do around your house to kind of like improve it. Um, but then the fundamentals of it is really kind of this baseline energetic energy um, that we often think can be cleared through, you know, space clearing or moving furniture. And I'm like, no, but um, it, you're on the right path. Like it's everything, every little thing you do is going to make a difference. And that's something um, I love uh, instilling in people to realize that, you know, your home is this amazing opportunity to create a vision board for your future 
to balance and harmonize to help you tap into universal source energy. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that you say it's like not about interior design at all. And it's like all about the energy. So when you're entering somebody's home, what are the things that you're like looking for as you're mm -hmm. kind of surveying the scene and with them as well? Like, what are you kind of tapping into right away? So what's, I suppose the first part um, is just to address, like when I'm going to someone's house, I'm, I am like, and have been always very intuitive so there'll be some things that I'll kind of like oh what about that or what about that and connect some dots with it um but it's not typically a case of me walking in and being like hmm what do I feel this is the feng shui it's actually a detailed analysis so it's like the year the house is built the way it's situated the location so first thing I'd be doing is doing all that calculations before I'd start with somebody or you know get on a zoom I'd have that already and I'd be like oh this is why this is not happening you know, why you haven't met someone is because of this or why you're sick or why your bank account feels like there's a leak in it. Like that's why, because this um, and how to fix it. So we're always about balancing. But when we, when I go to someone's house or when I'm doing a walkthrough or they're sharing photos, I'm, I'm looking for friction points. Number one, that's the first thing. So I'm looking for things that would bug you <laughs> because if they're bugging me, they'll bug you. And they're also, and then you might even notice them anymore. So anything that's broken, anything's not working, anything that's like, uh, what I would say is even if the door jamming can just represent a struggle, things being hard, um, you know, handles on doors, it's like a grip on your finances, a grip on life. You know, your house is a mirror for you. So if it's a big mess, it's gonna be like that inside and outside. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of clutter. I wouldn't, to be honest, if, you know, people's clothes are on the bed from yesterday and the children's playroom is a bit messy, I don't mind that. I'm like, that's called life. Um, that's not, you don't have to clean your house for good feng shui. Like, ideally, it's not a bad idea. Um, or you don't have, like, to have it neat and organized. Um, but typically, I'm also then looking into those nooks and crannies where there's a lot of stuff stored that hasn't been touched for a long time. <laughs> I'm like, what's in here? Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. It totally reflects our state of mind, doesn't it? I mean, if I'm feeling off during a week, my space just kind of transforms into more of like a kind of messy cave. And I, mm -hmm. I almost never get to that point, but I'm like, if some, I mean, I know I'm not doing well if I've got things out of sort in the house. Um, mm -hmm. I know my dad always used to tell us a clear space is a clear mind. So I, I really can't even leave my home until it's like ready to go. Um, but how about living with other people? So what if you're living with a few other, uh, flatmates or something, how do you work them into the equation? So what I would do is focus on your own bedroom, like focus on the space that you do have command of. And in that bed, that had that apartment that, um, I, I called Ken in when, you know, I had a flatmate, you know, we had a, it wasn't a, it was a shared house. Uh, so when I moved into that space, I just really got clear. I'm like, I'm going to make my bedroom a sanctuary. I am going to make it look like it is ready. Like you were saying, you don't leave your house until it's ready to go. My room, like I would never have like typically got up and made my bed and made the place look really nice and kind of organized things. And, but I, it just like, I, I really made it my business to have like a sense of pride about my bedroom and on my space. And I upgraded my pillows and my bed linen and even the rugs underneath my feet when I got out of bed. So it was like, once it was kind of nice, I wanted to stay like that. So that was the main thing. Like 
in the you know shared areas and when you're living with other people you just do the best you can you know and honestly my main thing would be like set some intentions like write do some writing of like intentions of like i'm so grateful that everyone's like getting really organized and the house is getting cleaner and tidier and everyone's on board to hire a cleaner you know so like set those intentions and look after your own space you know that's that would be my main thing is like make sure that your own space is because even if we're like people if we're say for example functioning in an apartment people are like what is is it not like the entire apartment block that is the same and I'm like, no, it's like whatever is your energetic space is yours so like make sure that is the the sanctuary or the the reflection and that will then mirror out it's so interesting that you're you're talking about this because as I'm looking around our general space, um, I'm like noticing things like I'm picking up on what you're saying and how it's reflecting. Like I've, I've been thinking I'm going to be going back to New York, um, but I've also been calling in a new partner and what? I'm like, how is this going to happen? You know, am I even ready to do that? I was like, well, just go for it and you can change your mind. But I'm, as I'm looking at my space, like I took down paintings from the wall. Like I have a lot of things in these beautiful trunks. Like if you look at my space, it's very much like ready to travel. Mm -hmm. And as I'm like meeting this new person, things are starting to come back into the space and I'm feeling like a sense of grounding again, giving myself permission to stay here. Mm -hmm. And then I just picked up a new client this week that was really exciting. And it's like, it's all mirroring in the, in the space. Like my space is changing mm -hmm. with the energetics of what I'm calling in. Yeah. So I, totally. I hadn't even like looked at that. I was like, Oh yeah, you took the paintings down or like, you look like you're ready to go, but maybe it's mm -hmm. time to start coming back into this. Yeah. If you have been feeling called to up-level in some area of your life, whether it's around partnerships or business or health, or maybe you've got a project that you've been wanting to get off the ground for a while now, but you're just not sure how to do it. Maybe you're experiencing some energetic blocks. Maybe there's some subconscious beliefs that need to be reprogrammed in there to really help you step into that authentic version of you. I have created a mentorship program just for that. It's a one-on-one -on -one mentorship series with me. It's a six-week container, and we will focus completely on getting you ready and willing and able to really step into that version of you that you've been envisioning for so long. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in or you've wanted to work with me just one-on-one -on -one personally like that, you can go to helendenham.com mentorship to check it out. I'll link that in the description below as well. Thanks for listening. Back to the episode with Patricia. If you are coming back in, then like, especially with paintings and art, like this is a huge opportunity to be like, what is on my walls? Like, this is a really good, especially for single women. Um, like what is on your walls? Um, you know, I have, I have functuated a lot of single women's homes over the years. And there's some interesting stories. Like one lady had this picture at the end of her bed of two people it was like a kind of like they were um i don't know how it was it was a bit impression it was a bit um abstract but you could see like two people together and then in the background there was someone else and every relationship she'd had there was always like the ex-wife or someone else kind of floating in the in the picture and that was literally what she was sleeping and projecting out and creating in her life for years like literally she started crying when i was like oh man um, another really crazy one, um, one of my clients had a picture in her bedroom that was painted by Van Gogh of his mistress. The one thing she'd been saying to her friends 
for a long time was, do I have mistress written across my forehead? Why oh. is it always married men that are approaching me? Oh my God, this is blowing my I, mind. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it is absolutely nuts. And like, it's on and on, you know, I have like a lady who had pictures, of, had a, a picture of a um, man with his back to her. So it was like a woman in the picture and in the back. And this woman had had no attention for men for since she'd moved in because they basically didn't see her. Their back turned to her. She just she just wasn't in this in in it, um, oh. and it's just like when we start thinking about the art that's on our walls, and then I'll flip over to a fun one. So I have two fun ones. The first one was um, one of my clients. We were functioning her house, and I was just like, okay, you need to get a picture of a couple. And she was like, okay. Now she went all out. This is when we were living in Bali, and she got like these prints made on like big canvases, and like giant ones i was like whoa full pack. i don't think she realized they were going to be so big but like one of them literally took up the whole wall it was so <laughs> huge and i was like that's it she took my advice literally amazing um and when she met her guy like not long afterwards but when she met her guy it was so crazy like the picture that she had was of this kind of couple hugging and um he had like really long like really the guy in the picture had like very particular kind of color and haircut and she has this long kind of curly hair I swear to god it's identical it was like him and her the guy had the same height difference and the same haircut <laughs> oh my god <laughs> This is like totally jazzing me up. I've never really heard about feng shui talked about like this at all. Like, and now I'm looking, I'm like, I've got these like movie posters. My housemate's a, a filmmaker and I've got like the aviator, like Leonardo DiCaprio here, like um, taking on all these different identities and shifting yeah. and traveling a lot and going all over the place. And it's completely a reflection of like what I've been going through and, and mm -hmm. trying to ground. And I've been looking at this like, Helen, I think you need to change. I think you need to get the posters out of the room because I keep looking at this like flight risk mm -hmm. of a person. Um, okay, I have a to-do list. <laughs> so, wow. so the and it's like what? So the on the flip side is like think about what it is that you want to call in. And um, you know, I had a client in LA, and I ended up being able to visit her. Um, it was like our it was like our fourth session, and we the session left, and I happened to be going to LA, and she's just like. I'll pick you up, come, because she had completely renovated her apartment as well as kind of like she knew it needed upgrading anyway. So it wasn't just a feng shui, she was doing feng shui, but she was upgrading it. And she kind of went to this, went for this really beautiful, like kind of art deco theme style. It was really classy and beautiful. But when you walked in, I've worked like with, um, with her and told her what every area represented. So as you walked in, you saw this beautiful couch, so elegant. And on the wall were these art deco paintings of these um, propeller planes. Um, so if you went into the house, you would just see propeller planes that was like in, in sync with the, the, the decor and the interiors. But this was her new beginnings area and she wanted to propel forward. Wow. I was like, so every time she saw them, she's like, that's me, that's me propelling forward. Like, I'm, you know, so she, she took it literally. Um, and how this whole artwork thing, like, this is probably one of my favorite topics because it's very um, achievable for people like listening to do. And, and it's like one of my favorite things, even with my clients, like see all their art. Uh, but in our bedroom, this, this is how this all unfolded. 
in our bedroom at the end of our bed it happens to be our it happens to be our love and marriage area in our bedroom it may not be for everybody but i had this blank wall so we're redecorating and we're moving into this, the master bedroom and there was this blank wall in front and i left it blank because i was like i'm just waiting for the perfect painting and i found this painting like a couple of weeks later and i was like that's it it was like this couple a man with an umbrella and it reminded me of our first date he had a long coat it was just reminding me so of pen on our first date i was like that's it so put, put it up as like a good positive memory at the end of our bed. And about six weeks later, a friend came to visit and she's, I was like, look at our bedroom. It's all renovated and redecorated, you know? And uh, she comes up to the painting and she's, and there's Marley. And I was like, what? So from the time I had bought the painting, hung it, I had got a dog. Uh -huh. And in the picture, I didn't even see it when I bought it, but there's the couple together. And then she has a little black dog that is literally, I identical like identical to what's in the picture oh my gosh I so really i started yeah, sorry, oh no i'm just like so inspired by that because i'm looking at a blank spot and i mm. my painting just broke actually it was like this oh. um, painting of a camel and like traveling on this caravan through the desert and the and it smashed in the middle of the night like <gasps> wow um, i know time a couple to go weeks time to go so I've been waiting just, you know, you just reminded me, I'm also waiting and searching for the right piece to go there. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I cut you off. Continue. It's I mean, okay. it's so interesting so since, to talk about I know. things. Yeah. I know. So since, since we, we, we went traveling for several years and then we came back and we spent seven months in Ireland last night, last year, sleeping in the same bedroom, but our other dog gone. And look who we got. <laughs> Basically within Beauty. weeks. Hello. <laughs> so we, my little dog has wandered in. He's so nosy. So um, cute. <laughs> so full of love that um oh my gosh so okay I, i'm also curious about the energy points of the house like you were briefly touching on like a door handle or like you know hinges <laughs> working representing Sorry. kind of financial well-being mm -hmm. um things like that so what is there anything else that we can keep in mind around the house that represent different um uh, energetic points in our life like to just yes, kind of watch sure. out for like is it cleaning the windows making sure that like you were mentioning like having a welcoming entrance stuff like yeah. that anything else that comes to mind that we can um so yeah. you've just mentioned cleaning the windows so i like to consider your your front of your home so your front door is the mouth of your house so like even like cleaning your front door like literally cleaning it wiping away the past you know setting new intentions get a nice welcome mat but your your windows are actually your the eyes of the house. So they're like, so you can see where you're going, you can see what's coming. Um, and it's that sense of also helping with clarity as well. So if there, the windows are a bit like, oh, maybe you're not getting that kind of sense of clarity and clear vision. So that's always a good one, easy, pretty easy, depending. And you know, some people get really like, oh no, I can't clean my windows because I'm in this apartment and it's really hard and they don't do it. And I was like, focus on something else, you know, clean your front door, you know, set the intention, clean the inside of the windows, like do your best, like don't try and like hang out a window and hurt yourself for feng shui. <laughs> um, but the next thing I would say is, um, is the looking at your home for anything that's broken or cracked or, you know, the other day in our kitchen, the, the um, cupboard was just getting jamming a lot. So Ken just went and fixed it. And like, it's those little things that definitely I recommend, um, you know, squeaks or not working or, you know, anything like that. Just get the oil, do the little tweaks to them, fix that up. That's always good. The next thing is leaks. Okay. So your house 
can, you know, leaks are associated with drains, like draining, being drained. And it could be, um, it typically leaking water is draining financially. But then if you're financially drained, then you're going to be exhausted as well because you're like working, but the money's going out the door, like literally dripping away. So small little leaks are definitely something I would totally like if you see it, go get it fixed um, as soon as you can. Because, you know, every drip, you're just like $50, $50 down the drain. <laughs> you know, it's, it can just like tip, tip away. Um, and then um, as you move through your house, and I think the, the nice thing that I recommend, because we've like talked about artwork and the art, is this exercise that I actually get my own clients to do and it's like fresh eyes so like pretend you're a new person like pretend you're a new person coming into your place and just walk it walk around and like look at what you have does it excite me does it feel good does it like represent where I want to go in my life what does it represent like so I'm just gonna tell like a like this is my very early days I did a small cottage in the middle of Ireland, a really, really old cottage. And I worked with this lady and as we walked around the house, I said to her, I was like, tell me about this bookcase. She's like, and it was full of books, like really old books. So I was like, mm, this seems like this has not been moved for a while. She's like, well, that bookcase is there since I moved in here. And I was like, all right. She's like 37 years ago. I was like, all right. And uh, the books, she's like, oh yeah, those books, the same books. And I was like, oh, okay. So, um that's a very extreme version but like but I was like oh my god like imagine the stagnancy that is created like it's mm. just being there like literally kind of like taking up this energetic space no movement no flow and um, so when we want like feng shui is really about flow and bringing energy in so we want to bring the energy in it wants to move around and it wants to you know help us but if there's things that are in situ for a very long time that haven't moved, it's creating stagnancy. Like, and when we think about stagnancy, um, we, uh, for me, I always think like a small little pond that's kind of like being left with no water, no, no moving, it's not moving. So then it goes all smelly, it goes gross greeny. And then you're like, that's kind of what's happening energetically in that area. Um, and that, that can happen quite quickly. So, you know, that woman 37 years is a long time, but, you know, think about the, in the cut, those cupboards that if there, if there, if, if the chi was like a river moving in, would it be able to get in and move around? You know, not really. Um, so into those places that hasn't been touched for several months, that's where there's stagnancy. And oftentimes that's then mirroring back stagnancy in your life as well so um and things not flowing amazing thank you this is beautiful um i'm also so curious and inspired by your manifestation story um with ken and mm. uh, you know financially too i'd love to hear about your manifestation practices in general and i know it all ties mm. into feng shui too but like what else did you put into place to call him in for example so Honestly, I totally focused on my bedroom hundred percent because that was where my, um, that was actually where, um, I had control. So my bedroom and just like that bedroom was my sister's bedroom for nine years previously. She had been single for the nine years previous. So like it didn't have a good track record 
for relationship, attracting relationships. But the very first thing when you opened the door of that bedroom, there was a mirror facing the door, like right there. Now, interesting enough, my dad had put that up. Not that he knows anything about feng shui. <laughs> he was just like, she's going to pass university. <laughs> no men. <laughs> so the energy, so you're bringing the energy in and then it sees a mirror. It sends it back out again. So the first thing I did was actually put a curtain over that mirror and to, to cover it out and block it out. And then the second thing I did was move the bed away from the wall. So the bed was jammed up against the wall, kind of to give more space in the room. And I just thought, no, 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 I'm going to prioritize the, um, I'm going to prioritize the bed in the room. So I moved it against the wall, away from the wall. If the bed is pushed up against the wall, it's pushing love away, basically. It's like, a, I, there's no space to get in on my side of the bed. Like, this is my, this is my bed. So, um, and then there is actually no physical space for someone to get on, on both sides of the bed, typically. Now, if someone's listening and their bed is jammed, jammed up against the wall, like don't panic. Um, and I say to, in that instance, I'd be like, shimmy it a tiny bit away. Like just say to the universe, like I, give me, I, I, I do really do want someone and I'm manifesting a new bigger bedroom, you know, but move it out a little bit. Um, and it was, it was a bit awkward for me, but it was, I just, I was like, no, my priority is actually the guy. So I had that extra space. I moved it across from the bed. And what else did I do in there? And um, if say, for example, if your bed is against the wall, you can shimmy it out and even get a picture of a nightstand. So I had the two bedside tables on either side. And this is about balance and support, a nice headboard. I got two matching lamps. So it was all this kind of symmetry and twos, everything in pairs. So it was like two, 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 like two little rose quartz crystal, love heart rose quartz crystals. I had a um, a beautiful ornament i actually have it at the end of our bed like beside that picture in our house now but it's this statue that i got the couple kind of dancing together so it was that synergy you know like what kind of relationship do you want how do you want it to look and feel and what's that connection like so the artwork that picture that little statue really represented that for me um, and then i emptied the bedside table so he had his side of the bed like I was really intentional about the space so it was like his side of the bed his bedside table empty and um I was teaching yoga one day just before I went out I looked into the wardrobe and I'm like I have no hangers for my future husband so I went off to yoga and I got in there and one woman turned up to the lunchtime class it was five euros uh, I paid. And I looked at the pockets, I was like, I could buy my lunch or actually I'm going to go buy hangers. So I went to, in the US is TJ Maxx. So I went to TK Maxx in Ireland, went to there and bought black hangers so I could differentiate them, his and hers. And that meant that I never used his. They were always just there waiting. So there was just a lot of intentionality around my space that um was like it's ready for someone and every day it was like ready if i met someone it's ready um and while i put the black hangers in i looked at all my cupboards and i was like my shelves and i was like oh i want a tall guy so i emptied some of the tall the the higher shelves out um and you know when i came here ken had two bathrobes he had he had the lamps and the lockers and the bedside tables and the setup. He had a picture of a couple. He also had what's the other thing that I was like, oh, he's functionally this. He actually used to set his table for two people. 
Wow. So every time he was having dinner, he would set the table for two people. You guys were like in sync, like magnets, it sounds like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you were literally just making space for him. I totally yeah. feel, yeah. I think a lot of what blocked me um, here as well was like, not wanting to bring um, a person into my home yet because I felt mm-hmm. first very like I'm a little private about that and mm-hmm. bringing somebody in makes me very like whew, like I'm a cancer mm-hmm. my crab I, I put my shell up yeah you're home um, yeah yeah and I definitely feel like I mirrored that a little bit like I was like all right if you want to start dating somebody you really need to be able to invite them in and like mm-hmm. share yourself with them and open up so what's going to make it more fun to do that And I noticed that things started to change around that. Like I brought plants in and made it a little lighter and everything, but okay. I'm so now like thinking about my bed because it's almost situated like a couch, like pushed up against the wall. So maybe I need to make Mm -hmm. that more of like a romantic, more accessible, more romantic. Totally. And then when Um, you, yeah, yeah. go ahead. ahead. I was going to ask you more about Ken and what it was like when you met him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the other thing that um, I, was there anything in the bedroom? There was something else. No, no, that's it. Go, go ask me the question. <laughs> well, I was wondering what it was like when you first met him. Did you have like a, I know you're a very intuitive person and you've mm. been calling this. What did it feel like when you actually met him? Our meeting story is like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the 21st of December, 2012. And my friend rang me and was like, Patricia, this is, what are you doing tonight? Cause it was all these different events. You know, it was the Mayan calendar. It was all like, we have to do something for it. And I was like, if I sit at home, because this, everyone's kind of gone a bit mad. And my friend rang me, she's like, I bought tickets for this event. I was like, okay. So I went to the event and at the event, we were listening to the shaman. It was like at a shamanic center. And he, he basically started talking and I was like, and then we'll go visit the fires and then we'll walk over the fires. And I was like, huh? what are we talking about? What? <laughs> so we ended up doing a fire walk. There was 200 people there and there was a fire walk. Now, I didn't really notice Ken, but he said he saw me very early on in the night and I was not in my most attractive gear. I had a unicorn woolly hat on, a big white ski jacket, long socks with love hearts on them and pink wellies. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was not like, oh, look at Patricia got all dressed up to go to the event. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so he had seen me and then um, we did the fire walks four times over the hot coals and then we came in it was like 3 a.m in the morning and there was a big buffet and um we were eating the food and he came over and sat beside me and started talking to me we actually started talking about art and buddhist art um and i had a huge collection of buddhist art that i brought back from nepal that i was selling he was a buddhist all i know all i knew about him was that he was a buddhist and went to the buddhist center in dublin um, so everyone slept in this big hall kind of on the floor and then there was a ceremony at 6am and at about six or seven, I ended up having to sage everybody. And Ken, as I got the sage, I was doing it over Ken and he started, he burst out laughing at me and I was like, this guy. And we didn't like, we didn't like interact. And then we were walking up and he said, oh, so you do sound healing. I said, yeah, I do it in on Camden street. Um, in Dublin and he was like all right okay I said well see you around I said you're the Buddhist center he said yeah um, and I got home that day and I was like high on life after doing the firewalk and my friend said to me did you meet anyone I said I did I met this really nice guy what's his name I said I don't know where does he live I don't know are you going to meet him again I don't know 
Um, and she was like, because I was like, oh yeah, he was really nice. And just I was like, I have no idea. Um, and then in the new year, I sat in Dublin and I was like, the Buddhist Center. And I signed up for a weekend workshop at the Buddhist Center. And I got there on the Friday night and I was looking around going, he's not here. And it was like a really deep theoretical Buddhist teaching weekend. And I was like, he's not here. <laughs> and I walked out and I'm like, I'm not going to, if, if I'm going to meet him, I'm going to meet him. And literally the same week, he had gone to Camden Street and walked up and down to holistic centers and tried to find me. And this woman, he got to the right center. He got to the right center and the woman gave him the details of a different person for sound healing. And he looked her up and he was like, that's not her. Mm. And um, then he, that was it. And he was like, okay, I'm not going to find her. And then he joined Meetup and I had a Meetup group and he found my Meetup group and joined it and then came to an event that I was running at a big trade fair. So it was like a big holistic fair and I had a stand and he came to the stand but actually, have you, you seen that movie Sliding Doors years ago where it's just like people cross? Mm -hmm. Ken was walking in to the event and I was walking across past him. And I was like, I know him. He's Oh cute. my gosh. And we just like, we, he came to the stand later and I was like, oh, hey, how are you? And he spent like the whole day trying to ask me out on a date. But I was working, like I was on like sales business mode and I did not twig until about five o'clock in the evening. And I'm like, oh, he's been trying to oh my god Patricia you're so stupid and I left my stand and ran around the whole fair looking for him going I've lost him I've lost the guy what the hell you stupid and um then I turned around and he was there and I was like hi <laughs> I haven't been running around the place looking for you <laughs> and he was like I'm just getting tea do you want some I said yeah and then he said well maybe we could have tea somewhere else another day and I was like definitely and that was it oh my god that's so, such a cool story. I know. You guys really like we're needing to be together. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, the totally. Mm -hmm. And then I never told them about me running around that event until our wedding. Because I was, I, until our, it was like my, it was my speech. Because I was like, I, 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 every day I, I kind of, oh, I'm going to tell them that. I'm like, no, there's going to be a better day for that. <laughs> so that was part of the speech. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so how long have you guys been together now? And what do you do to like keep your relationship like, good and activated eight and a bit years maybe nine years now and um, well we travel a lot that is something that we definitely do a lot and we we laugh a lot like we dance around and laugh a lot and um, one of the things it's been a really interesting journey this is a great question because you know first of all we always have our places feng shui and I always have like a picture of us, like no matter what bedroom or wherever we are in the world, I always have a picture of us. Like even when we were in Bali, I got like wedding photos put up. So I always have like a picture of us in our bedroom um, of like a day that's really happy. And um, so I always try and do that. And even I'll set up our bedroom good. So we always try and set that up. Um, but we've also gone and done some like some work with different people. You know, I think that when we were in a conscious relation, I think we've come together and we definitely have similar things that we had to grow about, like learn about was like um, more intimacy, better communication. And it's been really nice because we've just kind of riding the similar wave together and, um, you know, learning to speak up for ourselves and not being afraid. You know, that was a really big one for me is learning that the scary conversations are the one with the best outcome. So like I would sit for eight, like just be like, oh, I don't know, you know, and then you're, you're thinking from like past relationships and I'm like, 
No, Ken is totally different. He really is open. He's done a lot of work himself and all he wants is for us to be happy. So don't like be afraid. Um, and both of us have definitely kind of gone through that. And now we're not afraid to be like, this is bothering me or this or what, you know, how can we work through it? Um, but to keep it alive, I go away on a lot of retreats. <laughs> not like, you know, because we work together. So he works in the business. He's like, he has got organizers, everything, set everything up. He, he's just kind of, he's amazing. Um, so we work together in the business, but we have very different roles. So we do completely different jobs. Like literally, we hardly would talk to each other from one end of the week to the other about the business and the work, which is great. Um, but we do travel a lot together. We spend a lot of time together. So I tend to go away for like retreats. I'll go on like a couple of yoga retreats a year and just be like, I need some time and some space. And it's great. Like, or, you know, we're talking, we're going to Mexico in, in Jan, in December for two weeks on holidays, but then we're open-ended. So we don't know how long we'll be. And Ken was like, I think I might go back to Ireland earlier. And I was like, he said, if you really like it, you can stay. And I was like, yeah, sure. So it's like, not that, I think that's a big part is like the spaciousness that we allow ourselves Mm, yeah, it's such good advice. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely something I need as well. Just in life, just to take like a camping trip or, you know, something and just get off yeah. the grid for like a week and just drop it all. That's yeah, because really you can kind of, I think in, a, in the beginning, like you kind of kind of lose yourself when you go into relationship and now it's like it's been this journey of both of us kind of finding ourselves and like, what do we want to do and, and he's just really accommodating to me being like, I'm going to go for a week or I'm going to do this or, you know, and even like, we're so different with the way that we work. You know, I will, I will just, you know, be better. I'll get all my ideas. And I'm kind of like the visionary idea person when I'm out walking or at the beach or, you know, and he's just like, that's okay. I'll stay here working at the desk like all day and I'll be on the beach down in Greece. Swimming at the sea. Yeah. you know and it's like it's not like he's like oh you're at the beach having fun it's like he's just like eh, you know as long as everything is moving fine and you're getting you know it's, it's good total that's very expansive for me to hear you say that because I think I have just like had a block in the past about even letting somebody new in because my mm. last partnership felt like you know I felt guilty working a lot or like really diving into projects because I wouldn't be giving them enough attention so this time I've really called in a partner who's equally, you know, excited about their own project so that we can have that space as well. And yeah, it, yeah like that there can be both in existence. Yeah. Like you don't have and to lose yourself for that. Mm, mm. Totally. And, you know, both of us had very clear lists about what we wanted. We both had written really clear lists of what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Ken said when he was writing his list, he was like, oh, I just want to meet myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then he said then he was like oh I want a spiritual person and then he was like oh I didn't actually mean someone who teaches it <laughs> like I just wanted someone who like did a meditation he's like god this is the extreme of it um, yeah. but even for me like I had my list and um, there were so many things that were like yes 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 and then um, one like final confirmation that kind of was just like whoa uh, I had like would love to dance loves dancing and would love to learn how to dance um, and we were at a friend's wedding in my hometown and Ken was there with me and my friend, my other friend was there. He's a great dancer. And me and him, the, my friend were up dancing loads and Ken came up and was dancing a bit as well. And then we were out dancing, we were having good fun. And then Ken, we came down and sat down and I think we were probably only, she got married in May. So it was only two months together. And, um, 
and he said I would just I just love dancing and I would just love to learn how to dance like he literally said, literally said it. and I just I sat back and went oh my god I can't believe you just said that and he said what do you mean and I said well, I had this list and the only thing that was left was that that is wild <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Okay. So were you brought up like in a spiritual home and like tapping into your intuitive gifts early? Like how did you start to get into healing and energetics in general, like from an early age? I definitely, was, I don't know what it was about the feng shui, but that was my total obsession. But I was not, I went through a, I went through a real phase of like being completely disconnected. Like, you know, I'm writing right now about the time when I was basically nearly an alcoholic. I drank so much. I was a huge party animal. Um, um, I was running my business, fulfilling my, running a business for my parents, fulfilling their dreams, wearing black every day. It felt like I was going to a funeral. Like it was just a really, really tricky time. And I was in one relationship that I would go home every Friday and cry, cry on the couch. So much so that it got to a place where my, my colleagues at work would be like, Oh, cry day, Friday, have fun. Like it was, it was a very difficult time, but you know, what was so fascinating during that time and what I, what I, what I realized when I look back is that everything that I needed came to me. So into this work. So my parents had a bar and restaurant and an off license and I set it up and ran it with um, my dad for eight years. And it was great in the beginning, but then as the eight years, it was like my soul was crying. Like it wasn't the relationship that was the issue. It wasn't, it wasn't the relationship. It wasn't, it was just the toxic lifestyle that I was living. First of all, I did not know what I wanted. I didn't know that I could have something like that. I, that I could want something. Um, and not more than what I had. I remember sitting opposite my dad one day and being like, oh, we could do this and do this. And what do you, what do you want, dad? And he's like, isn't this just great? Are you not just happy with this? And I went, oh no, what have I done? I'm going to be stuck here for life. Um, and interestingly, it was my mom who ended up like kind of semi-firing me. She's like, I think you need to leave. And I was like, I do. And out popped out of my mouth. I'm going to India to become a yoga teacher. And seriously, I believe that yoga saved my life. Like it was the practice that when I came in and sat on the mat for the first time, the teacher said, this is an hour for you. And tears rolled down my eyes, down my face. And I was like, what an hour for me. And I never missed another class. I started then chanting um, because the teacher was doing chanting. I was like, okay, I'll come to that. And then it just all started to open up. It was like then a meditation teacher um, and woman that did full moon meditation started coming to the restaurant. My first life coach came into the restaurant and I start like, it was like, it wasn't like I was forcing, it wasn't like I was asking for help or needing, but this person would be here. And I'm like, oh, so what do you do? She's like, I'm a life coach. It's like, what's that do? Oh, I'll book a session. Like I had no idea. And I sat in front of her for an hour she asked me one question what do you want and I cried for the whole hour because I couldn't answer mm -hmm. it 
Yeah, that's powerful. And I feel like that is exactly what holds a lot of us back is just simply not being knowing what we want and then having the courage to actually go for it and then work on the deservingness to know that we can have it. Love it. Um, yeah. And that can be really scary as well. Yeah, I have such a dear friend that I'm trying to help work through this. And that's just been the block mm. for like literally four years. What do you want? And that yeah. is, you know, that can be a little scary. But what I'm realizing so too is like, just choose something and it doesn't have to be forever. It can just be whatever yeah. is fun, you know, like, yeah, and just go exactly. for it and whatever lights you up because you'll probably want to stay with it if you're having fun. Mm. And you know what? I think that also, um, what I've learned and come to in the more recent times is that like, it's just a choice to be happy. And then if something you're doing isn't making you happy, then you just don't do it. Just let it go. Next thing, you know, like what's going to help me be, feel happy, you know, and put that as the priority as opposed to the job or the thing. You know, when I was in India, I had, I had like no idea what I was going to do in my life. I was just like, it was a very synchronistic, amazing time for me. And um, the things that unfolded were absolutely, totally magical and um, yeah, fabulous. But I had a mantra that I was repeating because I was a bit worried, like, what am I going to do in my life? Like, what am I going to, what job am I going to have? You know, and I, I had this mantra, I work at a job I truly enjoy doing, working with people I love, who love me, expressing my creative talents every day. Now, when I came back to Ireland, I added and get really well paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> because like, you know, India, I was living on air nearly. <laughs> <laughs> so so um and that like basically no matter what i've been doing since i came back whether it was like the buddhist art the tibetan bowls i have definitely been with people that i love who love me and have been expressing my creativity because when you're an entrepreneur you just it just automatically to just be like what i do what's a good idea you know be creative um and it's just been an amazing journey and that like that definitely has been the guiding light of like, am I enjoying this? Like, you know, and even Ken and I, when we're in countries, we're like, we'll stay for as long as it feels good, you know? What started to change your vibrational state around money and finances and stepping into, you know, just prosperity on a bigger level? Like, was there mm -hmm. like a period of time where that started to shift for you, where you started to change your money story? Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I don't know if you've heard of, have you come across Denise Duffield Thomas? I don't think so. I've got she has a book called um, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And she has another book. She's a course called Money Bootcamp. Um, and Denise, I met her when I was 19 in the Philippines. And I'd been following her on Facebook. And then one day, like when I, uh, the things I think that I was doing, like, so I'm dating Ken and Denise just puts up, she's like, I'm going to be increasing the price of my course. Um, and I just went, oh, I, I want to see what this is. Even though I didn't know I had money blocks, even though I didn't know anything about this. And I had 500 euros in my bank account. The course was $500. And I was like, oh, I'll just buy that. I'll, I'll get that. And I remember getting out of the, out of the house. And Ken picking me up in a taxi. I said, I've just spent all my money on a course. <laughs> he's just like, okay. I'm, and he's like, I'm questioning this girl. <laughs> this girl I'm dating. And... Um, but I think, you know, first of all, at that time, when I first started the business, I was just going with the flow and so happy and joyful that money just, it just was there when I needed it. It really did come and accumulate and was there. And then when I started diving more into the, those books and I did that course and that community blew my mind, honestly, because there was women in there like having, you know, 
six figure businesses, seven figure businesses doing this. And I was like, whoa, you know, I'm teaching yoga for five euros, you know, and, and it wasn't like I need to go run out and change my prices, but things did change. Like I didn't, I stopped doing bartering. Like I stopped doing, you know, exchanges of energy of, you know, and that stood, that has stood so, so well for me, even in the feng shui. I'm like, if you want to hire me for feng shui, you can join my course. If I want to do your course, I will. I will buy your course if, it, if it's for me or if I need want to work with you. Um, so that was a big one for me. And then, and then just literally, we went to Australia um, to visit my sister. And Denise lives there. We went to visit. And then my, Ken was, I was like, I think I'm going to move, do things online. And Ken was like, mm, okay. And then we went there and we were talking to Denise and Mark and the family and everything. And he's just like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> like, go do it. So um, that can support and encouragement. And then both of us have been working through things. Like, honestly, you, it's a constant thing. Like, literally, Ken and I overcame, like, a money block this week. We were sitting down and we're like, this is, there's something off. And, um, and I was like, I've been saving money myself. And Ken just hasn't been doing it for some reason he just hasn't and i've been saying and then i went you know what ken i'm just gonna half it so all that i've saved i'm putting it into you can put in yours and then you're gonna feel more abundant because he looks after all the finances and it's gonna change things and i'm not joking you within like hours it was like there was a tax refund there was money there's all these things we we're like whoa i was like oh wow so we've been both working on this um for sure as a journey and i think it's a it's a never-ending journey with it um yeah long answer sorry <laughs> oh no i love it i'm just like really fascinated about just money and prosperity and everything and just looking at you know my own subconscious blocks around you know openly talking about wealth or like feeling like mm -hmm. it's, i'm undeserving of something or how do i as spiritual beings working in the wellness and spiritual world like is it okay do i give myself permission to ask mm -hmm. for monetary exchange and and just changing all of that and as a as i work on my deservingness and, and worthiness i see life start to shift but yeah it's For interesting sure. this is i'm I've, i'm kind of entering my saturn return over here so i'm trying to just like oh make... <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> yeah. that's so exciting it's very exciting yeah so i'm i'm really fascinated especially about women entrepreneurs and you know, taking in any business advice. Is there any, like, is there any business advice that really helped you when you first launched your, your feng shui business in particular? Um, is there any business advice? Like There's anything that stuck out as you actually start a business? Is, yeah. As I started the business, like what's coming to me now and what I'm really reconnecting right now with is that like, there's amazing people teaching you to be a business coach and or not even teaching to be a business coach but business coaches out there saying this is what worked for me and they're just showing what worked for them like what i'm really coming back to is just like what feels good for me oh that's a great idea does that sit with me in my heart you know we have um trained a group of ladies in feng shui this month this year in our certification and one was like oh like i just can't write the blogs and i'm like don't like just don't do what is not like doesn't feel good for you like find your vehicle there is you know i love video i love doing video i love doing podcasts 
but if you said if someone said to me patricia and this is so ironic because i'm sitting writing the, the book at the moment but like others in that like but there's a there's a burning desire for that but some said me sit down and write a blog about feng shui i'd be like i'd prefer to poke my eye out yeah thank you very much like yeah. no so that was like you know so that's a really big one and the other one was get help before like for me i was my assistant was was earning more than me like i was paying my assistant more than me and um, when i first started with the online and that was the best thing ever because she was able to do things quicker and and technical things that i just couldn't do that was a, that was a really game changer and i've had help all the way like i've always had an assistant and now i have three three assistants and we have a big team and like there it's it's I, sometimes I'm like, wow, we've all these people. Um, I interact with just a few of them on a daily basis, but most of them are all doing all their thing and getting on with it. But having that has changed it. So I know in the beginning, you think you have to do everything, but even if you have like, even if you've like, there's actually an amazing woman, Jen Lenner, who helps people hire um, their first VA. Um, and I just think that's an amazing, it's an investment as opposed to like, oh my God, it's a drain. It's an investment to help you do what you're meant to be doing. So I only show up to do the things that I really need to do. And I've learned that from some of my friends, mentors, coaches. But, you know, yesterday I recorded, I don't know, like 40 something YouTube videos. But mm -hmm. one of my team did all of the research of the topics. Another one mapped out what the themes are for every year because I want every the next year because I want them all astrological, but I'm not an astrologer. She is. So I was like, you pick the themes, did the titles, and then they just gave me the list of titles. And I love my topic. I just said, and that's my year, like nearly a year. And that is because we had the help, but also I just think that I really is my zone of genius. I, you literally just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, so you're in your zone of genius and you're comfortable delegating and like giving yes. away you know, and trusting sure. people. I feel like that's a lot of it too. People, you mm. know, might be afraid of just like giving some power away, but I mean, yeah, yeah. makes a difference when yeah. you got a whole team up and running and then you can just exactly. flow with it. Mm -hmm. And don't over, like, honestly, like I'm on this call, I'm a feng shui expert. Like don't overlook your environment, like set up your office, you know, set yourself up for success, get yourself a good chair. Like I have loads of videos about business and a tip, tip, uh, a guide for your office, but you know, just get your, get your environment set up. So that it's inspiring and productive and creative. Like don't wedge yourself into a little corner and be like, I'm just here, take this tiny little piece of space. It's like, no, you have to be the boss. You have to own the space, own what you're doing. Um, and just really for me, like right now, it's just like really following your heart. Um, and you know, if someone says you have to do this, have to do that. Oh, that just, it's, it's like, there's a change, I think right now in energy of business and people just want authenticity and they want to, you know, if you can help them and you can help people get out there and share that, um, mm -hmm. and, you, and you'll see success. That's such a good point. And I think that's really expansive for us to hear too. Like there is not one route that's going to work for no. everybody. And as long as we're just, you know, staying on it. Yeah. My buddy's launching his uh, business right now. And his dad had a successful run at it, has a whole Excel like spreadsheet and is like doing all these meetings with him. And he's like, mm -hmm doesn't like it. He's like, I don't work like this. <laughs> so he's like, yeah. you know, he's like, I'm going to do things my way and it's going to be successful. It's going to be great, but it's mm -hmm. going to look different. And I had so much respect for that because, um, yeah, there is not just one straight and narrow here, especially now yeah. that we've got like access to all, you know, the internet in a totally yeah. new way. It's like, 
even I, I'm 28 and I remember dial up. Like it's, it's, I've been thinking about this a lot, I guess, age of Aquarius kind of vibe here, but things are just changing on a quantum level mm -hmm. and there is totally. just no one way that this is going to work going forward. Um, no, especially and, with crypto and, and NFTs, like all these things, so oh many changes. You're the second person <laughs> to mention that to me today. And I've been seeing a friend of mine who's been studying just NFTs and I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, but um, for sure, what I would say is just like, there is just, there's no one path. And some of the things that we did for ages were working really well and others weren't and, um, and others didn't. And then we changed it. And then something we did, did work. It didn't work. And, you know, I had a client the other day she, or a, a lady the other day. She's like, I, I only had two people sign up for my course. And I'm like, you should be jumping over the moon. And then she shared with me that she only had two people show up for her webinar. The two people that showed up bought her course. And I was like, so you had a hundred percent success rate. Like basically everybody bought. And she was like, I didn't look at it that way. I'm like, this is the first time you're running it. Like, you know, I think also we see and expect like huge things. We had six people the first time we did a feng shui course and Ken and I were skipping like so happy because we were like, Oh, we can stay in Bali. This is going to be great, you know. And then the next and the next, and you know, it's keeping that like excitement of like why you're doing it, and and then um, I mean, keeping keep that fresh really makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, I could talk to you for hours. I might, I'll have to call you up in a few months and do a round two with you because we didn't yeah. even get into like shamanism and your Celtic roots. I mean, so many cool things that you're involved. Yeah, in, and but. we didn't talk about feng shui for prosperity, so we could totally do. Somewhere I love sure. it so much. This really like lit me up. So is there for final kind of like leaving notes for us, if we were to kind of take away a couple things to look for in our house or just change things or brighten up our space, like, is, are there just a couple pointers we can leave with to look for in our home? Like I'm already looking around. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to invite you to do is to remove 27 things. Oh, so actually that remove 27 things and have fun with it just give yourself permission to like let go and then when you like whatever the 27 things hold each one and then like let like decide what you're replacing with and you could even have more fun and like write your santa list like write 27 things that you want to welcome in so whatever you're replacing it with whatever you're putting out whatever you're replacing with um write your 27 things you want to release is it a new client is it a new opportunity is it like travel your soulmate you know have some fun but make sure the, the universal boards a vacuum so when you let go you need to you know make sure you know what you want to receive instead okay so they can so removing 27 physical things but the mm -hmm. replacement can be energetic be anything. or anything yeah Oh, yeah. I love that so much. I am. Yes. I love to clear. It's kind of like Marie Kondo's like what, what is not bringing yeah. you joy? Get it out. I love that. Yeah. Get it well, out. Is Patricia, right. I am so grateful for you and your wisdom and thank you so much for being here. And uh, so if people want to connect with you, um, where can we connect with you? Like what's your website and your social? Yeah. Links? So you can come to me at patricialohan.com and at patricialohan.com. I have some amazing new things coming up. So I've just created a free feng shui mini course that is actually a walk through my own house behind the scenes. So you're going to see some, you know, good feng shui practices somewhere that are not so good that we're just working on what we've got. And also um, a really good overview of like how it works, and why it works. And um, yeah, some things that you can do in your own home. So that's um, coming up for everybody to be available. And I have my YouTube channel where I've got a new new video every single week of like easy actionable things you can do around your home. So hopefully you can check it out there. Awesome. I will link that in the description. 
Well, thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day or evening over there. All right, my friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I hope that you learned something new, that you're feeling inspired and lifted and feeling called to action in some area of your life. Of course, the website links and social links are in the description below, so definitely check those out. Hit us up, let us know how you're doing, what you learned. We'd love to connect with you. A couple other little things on my end. Um, I'm now teaching meditation on Sundays with Unplugged Meditation Studios, so you can meditate with me in person on Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. PST at their Santa Monica location, or you can join anywhere virtually. Um, so that's been something so fun and so beautiful to be stepping into. Um, of course, as I mentioned earlier, I've got my one-on-one -on -one mentorship series available. That's a six-week container with me, a private mentorship series. And I've also got a course available called Cultivating Confidence, which is an eight-module self-mastery course. Everything's on my website, HelenDenham.com. Um, you can find blog posts there, past podcast episodes. You can look at all the guests there. Um, links to my music. You can sign up for my self-care Sunday newsletter, all the good things. And as always, thank you so much for being here. Your presence means everything to me. And if you're feeling called to share this with a friend, that would be amazing. And you can even leave a review if something really stuck with you and you're feeling called to do that. I appreciate you. I love you. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Bye.